Pod Chef. Pod Chef. Pod Chef. Pod Chef. You're listening to Pod Chef. When I say pie, y'all say chef, pie chef. You listening to Pie Chef? It's a podcast about Top Chef, and that's a broadcast. It's on TV, and you can watch it. They got 19 seasons, that's a lot, kid. But you can skip those. We do recaps about the whole show, not the food though, but the other stuff. Yeah. You're now listening to Pod Chef, the only official podcast about the TV show Top Chef, with your hosts Jamal, Brian, and Reeves. And I only said their first name. Cause I don't know everyone's last name And I'm trying to be polite Now enjoy the show Welcome to Pod Chef, the official Top Chef podcast It's me again, your host, Jamal My co-host, Reeves Are you there? I'm here. All right. It's me. I'm here. We're doing another episode of the the, the cooking show. And I assume you're going, if if you and me are here, Mm -hmm. I assume third Mike's here. Yeah. So my co-host, would you like to say hi? Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm, you know what? I'm here. I might be against my better judgment, but uh, I'm here. I got out of bed this morning and I was like, hey, Brian. Yeah. Come up with your own bit, man. Reeves did the same bit as Reeves. Yeah, me and Reeves can do the same bit. Can you I'm, please come up with your own bit? Do that right. again. I, do a do a new intro. I have forgot Brian. that you know how to do comedy, which is rules of three. I forgot that you don't know how to do that. That's fine. Do That's your fine. own bit. You're a third mic. You gotta do fine. your own bit. Fine. Introduce me again. Reeves, go ahead. And here is my co-host. Bri Bri. Uh, hey, oh, fuck, I was up all night drinking. Uh, go back to the Who is rinse. this character? Yeah, go back to the last one. I like raspy that. voice guy. I had a raspy voice yesterday. I have a fun story to mm-hmm. tell. I'll tell it later, I guess. Tell it right Should now. Should I tell the story? No, yeah, tell it now. Tell it right no, we now. Have, we have, like, I want to introduce the guest first. We'll introduce the guest. Tell the raspy story. It's a long story. story. It's a long oh, story. They're always so long. Introduce My stories are very long, and they have nowhere to no, go. No, they have no <laughs> beginning, middle, or end. They got a beginning. All right, introduce the guest. Our guest today, tonight, tomorrow, whenever you listen to this, this is probably a Monday, hopefully when you download it at least, is another member of the sketch team that I am on. Uh, we've been doing that a lot lately. And for folks who say that we don't have women on the show, guess what? Too bad you're wrong. Um, who says uh, that? A lot of people. So oh, I was going to read Ashley's Boogie Manja thing, but it's very long. Uh, I'll read it anyway. Ashley Everhart is she hers, a comedian, musician, and actor based in NYC. Ashley sold out her first one-woman character show, Ashley Everhart, only time at the Tank Theater in 2019. Since then, she's performed regularly with the Squirrel Comedy Theater in Characters Welcome in their Best of set at Toronto Sketch Festival and in Cheap Wigs at Under St. Mark's Theater. She also performs character sets regularly at Asylum NYC, Club Coming, The Pit, Their Broadway Comedy Club, and other venues. In October 2021, she was a finalist at the Coachella Valley Comedy Festival okay, in Palm we're Springs, at 2021 California. now, good. She's a cast member of the Sketch Team Big Apartment, part of the Boogie Monster Sketch Collective. Actually, co-produces and performs in Golden Hour, a monthly variety show at the Broadway Comedy Club. Next paragraph. Ashley is also an accomplished saxophonist, vocalist, and acoustic guitarist, having played venues such as 54 Below, Green Room 42, Dwayne Park, and the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, as well as a variety of regional theater contracts. 
clubs, venues, and on numerous studio albums. She operates a private studio and has coached many of her students to elite titles and chairs in district, state, and national competitions. Next paragraph. Ashley holds a BA in theater performance from Fordham University. Her commercial representation is through Baker Management. Ladies and gentlemen, from Boogie Manja, Characters Welcome, and Toronto Sketch Festival, Ashley Everhart is here. This is embarrassing. Isn't that terrible to do? That's... Why did you list my my agent? Should I take? I can take. I could. I could bleep that if you want. No, you. It's fine. He just sent me a commercial to submit for today, where I have to play a Scandinavian woman on an airplane who is leaning on my mother's shoulder. Is this for the like for air to be played in, a, in like a plane? It's for like Air Scandinavia. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Can we? Can we back up? Can we back up? So yeah, you yeah. Perf- you performed in um, Fifty Four Below the club Fifty Four Below. Yeah. Okay, dying to ask, what is the penguin like? The what? The penguin from Batman. That's his club, isn't it? I I haven't I've I don't watch. Uh, it's I'm okay. Not we can explain it. Superheroes. No, the, yeah, I'd love that. The, the I don't penguin. I. I don't yeah. want to explain. I'm not going to mansplain what Batman is to you. No, That's I saw the point. most recent one, and it was the second time that I'd ever seen a superhero movie. I saw the third, the three-hour Batman, and then before that, it was the most recent Black Widow. And so, like, prior to this past year and a half, I had never really seen a superhero movie. Wow. And you're wow. excluding Guardians of the Galaxy from that because, of course, you saw that like everyone else. And, you got no. and I know you too. saw both Wakanda Black Panther movies because that's like I a staple and like that's kind of no. like a big problem in New York if you don't see it. I uh, And you want to hear what's awful? I have a list. I just don't go to see the superhero movies. Oh, boy. I have a oh list. Boy. What's, yeah, what's on the list? Just movies to see? Black movies to see? <laughs> what? Is it like black movies that you have to see? What? What? Oh no! A, I have AMC A list, meaning I don't oh, pay out of pocket. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. you yeah, thought I, I have A list? Yes. 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 We were so you had a singular really list worried. that you. Really I have yeah. my singular list. No, that would either be like really, really like cool of me, or really problematic, and I don't think I can determine which one it is. No, I don't have a list of black movies to see. I have a list. Which mm-hmm. allows me to not pay out of pocket to see movies, and I have not gone. I have not used it to see a superhero movie. Okay. What is okay. what is A list through? Is that through AMC? AMC. Yes. I just Brian, quit you there should today. know that. You I just quit there today. I just quit. Yeah, you want to hear the email that I said to quit? <laughs> yeah, I think. That yeah, would be sure. Nice. I guess. I guess they haven't responded to it yet, so I might not have quit actually yet. This is why he has a raspy voice. No, I have another reason for that. He He's yelled, yelling email. Out of the people he yelled an email to AMC. <laughs> it says, uh, I hope this email finds you well when I was... Uh, Ew. Oh, wait. Hold on. Wait. Okay. <laughs> okay. It says, I just tried calling the theater but wasn't able to get through a hold of anyone. With apologies for the late notice and gratitude for the opportunity, I have to resign from my position at AMC effective immediately <laughs> as I am physically unable to fill the position as is necessary. Thank you, Brian. And the reason is because I worked there for two nights and they had me running food to people in the theater all night back and literally non-stop walking from the kitchen to the people in the stairs going upstairs going downstairs all yeah. night may I remind you-, you i am extremely overweight and out of shape so, so this email old. is i guess accurate because you literally you're saying that you physically can't do it I you complained it. to I me you said don't want to do it you said you were like bumping into people and inter- interrupting their movie so i was that like too. 
do they I do table service? They do. Yeah, well, they, I, you, oh. they do like you bring it to their chair, and they have little like desks, and it's awful. It's pitch black, and you have to bring it to. It's awful. And you're tripping like They're French waiter to... style all over yeah. the place, spilling stuff, yeah. having to go back. Yeah. Do you think the reason they haven't responded is because they don't really know what to do at AMC when someone sends an email saying, "I have to resign <laughs> my position." <laughs> they just like don't know. Who's how to just a that. food runner? They're like, yeah. "What is this email?" They're like, "What did he do when he said he has to resign?" Like, what? Like, kind of, what did just you do? call us and say you're done? Yeah. There's this fun thing happening where Jamal, you're too loud, and Reeves, you're too low. Oh no. <laughs> It's my How nightmare. am I? We need to get. You're great, fantastic. Oh wow! Do great, I sound yeah, good? great, great vocals. Thank you so much for being on the show. Surprise. Sorry for so reading your bio. I think that it's funny. I'm sorry if it was bad. No, so. it. Um, I listen. It is a. It is a truthful bio. The material in it is correct. It's just I've never sat and listened to it yeah. aloud before. Yeah, and that's what makes it fun. I think you know. Do you it's do a that lot for everyone, things. or is this a? Like a hate crime. I've been doing. I've been doing. Okay. I mean, it's a bit of both, really. <laughs> yeah. I've been doing it for every time every, someone comes on is hate crime. Yeah, he commits hate crimes every time we have a guest from the sketch team from from our sketch team. I've, I've been yeah. doing it to them. Speaking so of that, does the sketch team not talk to each other when they come on the show? Are they that just like, was, let me just push this back to the recesses of my memory and never talk about it again? Seems mm-hmm. like it. I don't think I've had anyone. I think maybe Dylan has talked about having done it. We haven't really oh, been uh, – we've been like on break for a while. So we've not really had a lot okay. of uh, interaction, yeah. interactions, full mm. interactions. But yeah, I mean I think it's, you know, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's whatever. This is the – I'm is having the... a great time right now. Cool. Yes. Okay. That's nice to hear. You're the, and you, yeah, you, you're the last really person from the team started yet. that's yeah, currently no. scheduled. Andrew uh, dec- was on here and then backed out by just declining the Google invite. Said nothing else. Wow, that's how to, you resign. I had to follow up and be like, "Hey, what's up with this?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, I can't do it." Mm-hmm. That's how you and resign. He was like, "Why position. did you follow up?" I declined your Google invite. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> enough said. You've got to give a reason for declining. Oh, nothing. I'm an admin per day, you know, my when I'm not wearing my Superman outfit, I'm an admin, and people just decline invites with no reason. Ugh, up a wall. That's really ballsy. I think I I think I accepted the Google Meet invite, even though this ended up not being on a Google Meet. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it does that automatically. Oh, it just adds no. Google. It just adds. A oh, Google does link. it? Oh, oh, I didn't know that. I'm a big Google Meet girl. I didn't realize that scheduling the meets that way, um, or scheduling a, a putting something on a calendar automatically generates a Google Meet. Yeah. We're really into Zencaster. Um, we're investors at this point. Um, and they continuously want us to invest more. And the way they do it is they sabotage our podcast when we're doing recordings by messing with the audio often and, you know, canceling the recording halfway through stuff like that. Getting worse and worse. Mm -hmm. I think everyone sounds great right now. So so many compliments. I don't know what to do with this. That's a pro. Um, so should we just go into chefs I prepared for you or Brian, you want to tell your uh, voice cracking story? I already told one story. I feel like this is the Brian Just show, tell which another usually one. is. Fine. Well, this is kind of like a – it's not a sad – it's like a weird – it's a little It's a little too much – whatever. It's very personal. I don't care. I'm an open book. I'm considering getting bariatric surgery. That's how bad I am. <laughs> and, to, <laughs> and, 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 and to do it, I had to get an endoscopy, um, and I had that done yesterday, and that fucking sucked. And uh, they stuck a camera down my throat while I was asleep. And then I woke up and I was super hoarse the entire next. And Jamal heard none of this. 
Jamal you don't have fell to out stop of his chair. You do not have to stop. I finished the story. I, I was up. done. All right. I'll, I'll go back and listen to it. I'm sure it was great. You heard something about bariatric surgery? I'm not telling it again. <laughs> Ashley, you had a Groundhog Day story. Maybe that would be nice to hear. <laughs> well, it was meant to be part of the um, yeah. explaining yesterday's dinner. Um, oh, Let's jump into it. Well, then this is a great segue to Chefs I Prepared for You. This is a segment we do every week where we talk about what we had for dinner last night and only last night, and we present it as if we're presented to the judges on Top Chef. I will go first, and there will be a winner. Chefs, last night I procured for you. I had tacos at Tu Madre in West Hollywood. Uh, I had braised beef taco with, I can't say everything, guajillo, braised beef, okay, chopped onion, cilantro, avocado, tomatillo, salsa, and I had lamb barbacoa, braised lamb, onion, cilantro, avocado, tomatillo, salsa, fermented fresno, chili. It was very good. So these sound like pretty authentic, like California tacos. Oh, they were dope. Because you're in West Hollywood. Yeah, West uh, which, is where the, which is where the real friends are. To those who are watching uh, the current season of Drag Race, it follows up with the real friends of Riho. Weho. Oh, God. Riho. The rest are from AEW. Sorry. Um, did you get... Um, uh, 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 what are those things? Shit. I got oh, a question man. before, right on my right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Uh, so why did you decide to go there? What prompted you to go there? Uh, I just wanted some authentic tacos in West Hollywood, you know? Mm-hmm. And that was a place that was that came up when I said tacos from Google Maps. <laughs> okay, no further questions, Your Honor. A la carte, or did you order them as a a, a pre um, sort of prepared set? No, so they were. I don't know what does a la carte mean. Um, like you order the individual taco. Individual uh, taco. Okay. I found that out when I ordered. I didn't know if it was like a set of three or not, but when I ordered them, it was one taco per plate. I kind of wanted to order a third one. Three is the number for tacos. Yeah, but they came out one per plate, but it was a kind of a filled taco. And I they recently were like, had a. I, I had some tacos in Astoria, and it came with two, but they were the shells were beignets, so the tacos were in a beignet shell covered in powdered sugar, but it was like a beef taco. What? What? It was a spicy beef taco in a beignet powdered sugar taco shell, and it was exceptional. What? What? Where it is was this at, place? It, it was at like a that. New Orleans Creole um, yeah. restaurant in Astoria. I can't remember the name off the top of my head. I, I believe it was Sugar Freak. And one of their specials was beignet tacos. And so it was a beignet pastry. Um, deep fried in a shell shape and then coated in powdered sugar and then filled with a, like beef spicy taco ingredients. Wow. That sounds That's good, actually. insane. That's cool. Really, really something. Cajun style. I have a photo. I'll show you guys here on the video call. You at home won't get the it. Video tier. it twice. The video tier. Video tier people on a Patreon mm-hmm. will see it. Oh, that's a separate, yeah, a separate thing got... people can... Yeah, we don't need to tell you. We don't need to tell the guests because then they expect us to give them money. Yeah. Oh. Okay. See, yours came as a pair. Mine did not. It was single plates. And do you see that powdered sugar on that? Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Whoa. I should take pictures of my tacos. I forgot to do that. (laughs) Come on, how much were tacos each? How much did each taco cost? Seven dollars. Woo. 
And that's California money. That's, that's more, California dollars. The exchange too. rate is yeah. not as good. That's more no. than the East Coast dollar. Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's a, forty dollars a taco. That's that's the exchange rate. Yeah. I heard that. Yeah. That's why I had two. Yeah, I was like, well, yeah. I usually buy eighty dollars worth of tacos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you ordered two, did they like did, did the server go, Oh, big spender? Yeah. The server looked through me was like, Okay, baller, and they started ringing a bell. They started, <laughs> yeah. they band you come get out your and start playing. on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. I'm glad that they celebrated you for having so much money. Well, so am I. Because when I get when they're like, "How do you want to pay?" and I was like, "Let me split this across two credit cards," <laughs> and they're like, "No, no, 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 They started playing again. They started dancing. It was great. Chefs, I prepared for you skillet pork chops and apples with miso caramel. Miso caramel. Hmm. Okay. It takes so I like this because it's a one pot dish and it mm-hmm. takes max, including prep time, twenty five minutes to put together. I don't believe. So why does why does Max take twenty five minutes to put it together? Why doesn't he? He should be better at this. You think it should mm-hmm. take less time? Oh, is not is not a person named Max putting it together? <laughs> I thought you said it takes Max great. That, that 25 joke, minutes. That joke landed great. It was uh, great. Yeah. <laughs> it was responded to insert, fantastic. You know, uh, Max, Max has A-list. <laughs> <laughs> What's on it? What's on it? Um, It's all Black of the uh, Medea movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Who's coming to dinner? What's that yeah. new Jonah Hill movie that he's doing with Eddie Murphy? You guys seen that yet? A uh, remake yes. of Look Who's Coming yes. to Dinner? You People. It's, it's called you, you People. It's called You People, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll I'll refrain from giving you feedback on it. Well, you just came from Hollywood, so. Yeah, I just came from Hollywood, so I can't talk about it. <laughs> you signed an NDR. Yeah. I always call it a DNR sometimes. Chefs, uh, wait, no. resuscitate? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's know. very different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. Brian's signing the wrong forms. <laughs> uh, how many... How many DNRs have you signed thinking they were NDAs? <laughs> Probably signed one at AMC. I also called it an NDR a second ago, which is what my wife does, which is her job is called non-deal roadshows. I cannot keep that shit straight NDA. in my head at all. You mean NDA? That's what I meant, yeah. Yeah, but yeah when that's it comes when you play DNR, basketball professionally. Yes, they played in the NDA, yeah. 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 Man, players. the NDA is wild right now. Kyrie Irving requested a trade from the Nets today. Wow. NDA yeah. is going if, nuts. If an NDA player would not like to be saved if he experiences a medical emergency on the court, that's a DAR. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> Which means something different for these guys because there's a v- event, Daughters of the American Revolution. I'm I'm unfortunately a <gasps> member Card carrying. I <laughs> why, don't care. Why unfortunately? Card- My estranged aunt signed me up. Okay. I think it has an interesting connotation to it. The idea of like, I don't know. I think it, it feels a little old school, but I am in the DAR and I don't have a DNR and I am tall, but do not play in the NBA, uh, but I have that. signed NDAs. <laughs> Mm. Oh, wow. So. I think what's weird about the Daughters of the American Revolution is that the, the, the description of having to be in it uh, involves the word bloodline descent, which when yes. you're like white, it's kind of like, okay, we don't want to talk about that. You have to prove that you descended from a founding father, which is wild because, I mean, there's 300 million people in the United States now, and I, the likelihood that you descended from a founding father, especially me having grown up in the South, feels like... Like, it's not that much of a challenge to find, like, a distant cousinship to anyone. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, how does that proof they... work? Do you just like take a picture of a doorman or <laughs> send in <laughs> send in <laughs> one of the people carrying your groceries to say, hey, let me take your photo real quick. A recording of you yelling at a, at a, <laughs> yeah. at a server. <laughs> yep, that works. Chefs, approved. Chefs, chefs, last night. Expedited. Chefs, last night, my wife prepared for oh. us um, easy spicy miso noodles. There's a lot of miso, miso going around. Yeah, We're doing the miso. To and by a lot of miso, we mean two of the four of us had miso last night. <laughs> That's a 50% lot. 50% is a lot. That's a lot That's a for lot. us. What kind of miso? White. Yeah, me too. One heaping tablespoon of white miso face. The best thing about that I don't is like how you say good white. a long time. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the best kind of miso, in my opinion. Okay. The superior it, miso? Yeah. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> nope, keeping that in. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, she did a really good job. It was like a sauce thing that she put, and then she added some broccoli and some uh, green beans to it. It was real nice. Was it filling? No. You know why? Because they want a lot of food. Did you eat something afterwards? I haven't. I am eating a Pop-Tart now. That's, oh, wait that's a the second. Pop-Tart is supplement. But this is Chef's I prepared for you from last night. Okay, busted. She made it tonight. <laughs> oh my wow. goodness. I, truly, I might detect oh. that on. I never take it off. Okay. Stepped right into that. Wow. Oh, you, wow. Well, my wife's Men so last cannot night, be okay. trusted. It's true. Tell me about it. Men will lie on a podcast about what they had for dinner last night instead of going to therapy. <laughs> this is how happy he was to talk about his white miso. And he had it tonight. Mm. How embarrassing to be caught lying on my own podcast. <laughs> and well, last okay. night last night we cooked food. We, we, we made like beyond like veggie burgers. We had food. So why didn't you it's say just, that? This is more impressive. And the whole thing is that Carrie wants to be wants to sound nice when we do things like that. <laughs> Because for a while there, That's it was real. always like sloppy joes <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and takeout. I miss this doesn't days, reflect man. on your wife. This solely reflects mm-hmm. on you. I know. I agree. I, know. I, know. I agree. She doesn't uh, need so, to be concerned about how she's perceived here. She did not make the decision you just made. Know. You know what's funny, Ashley, is that I've been hand-making Detroit-style homemade pizzas for like the past month before we have a recording and, and saying it. And just last week, Brian said, eh, You've been doing too much pizza. It's not that impressive anymore. I'm I'm literally it takes hours to do. And Sorry, he's like last last week you had Donald Trump on the podcast? Uh oh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. It's Jamal. He, me I'm sick and of Trump. all your pizzas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, okay, you have to sign this paper, please. Character <laughs> We can't release that. DNR. Yeah, you gotta sign the D A R. Yeah. Yeah. All right. DAR. So yeah, I busted Big Fat Liar. Uh, I'm gonna be in that movie. Fred, uh, Fred, uh, Frankie, Yunez. Um, great. Ashley, you go next. <laughs> okay, I'm officially taking myself out of the running. Well, yeah, you're for, done. You, okay. didn't, you lied. For you winner. broke the rules. I mean, mm-hmm. so many marks against you right now. Um, chefs, uh, to begin my um, my menu from last night, let me paint a picture. What an intro. I'm closing my eyes. Everyone close your eyes. Ever since Everyone do it. I dizzy. was a child, Even my listeners. mother's favorite holiday has been Groundhog Day, which was yesterday. Mm. My mother is a minister, and I think a lot of other holidays, significant holidays, are more tied to work for her. So Groundhog Day was always one that was just for the joy and gaiety of the day. Mm. Um, 
not only did we always wake up in the morning and watch the broadcast, but then after school, we would come home and she would have prepared activity sheets for us to do and created the menu for the hog feast. Hog feast. To this day, my sister and I, who are both adults living in New York City, continue the tradition of the hog feast. Oh, and after the feast, of course, you you watch the movie um, with Bill Murray and Andy McDowell. Obviously. So I would like to share for you, and I do have a visual as well for those who um, contribute to the Patreon. Um, is that how they do it? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. You're nailing okay, great. It. I hope so. Um, so here <laughs> we have the menu. Uh, you can see it marked zero two zero two twenty twenty three. Phil's Burrow Bistro. Mm. <laughs> and is it is it always Phil's Burrow Bistro, or is it some? Like, um, every year it kind of changes the vibe. Okay. This year wow. we kind of were going we're, we were going a little bit um, like French in style. So um, le menu: first, dig a burrow dip, then early spring sliced ribeye with groundhog gravy. Weatherman walnut salad and Punxsutawney potatoes. Um, that is what I had for dinner last night. And dinner was accompanied, of course, with a word search, a Groundhog Day Mad Lib, and also a color in your own Groundhog Burrow that I saved to do this evening after this podcast. You know, people sometimes ask me, Jamal, how come you have so many white friends? And I let them know, you're not going to get this. <laughs> In my community for Groundhog's Day, all right? You barely get this for Kwanzaa. So you got to branch out. I would have it's, loved to come to that dinner. The hog feast is a really big deal. And when um, when my sister started kind of dating in high school and then I was dating in college, like bringing a, a partner to the hog feast was always a big sort of deal. Wow. It really, it's the same in my family as like a Thanksgiving meal. It's a big, wow. oh, are you going to join my family? We all know the words to the Pennsylvania polka. My sister and I can both recite the monologue that the Groundhog Inner Circle um, speaks before they read the prognostication. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the series, we all know what that is. Monologue. We all know what that is. We yeah, all, we all know yes, what that of course. Is. Hello, yes. at Gobbler's Knob. Um, yes. And uh-huh. I've seen the movie. I suppose every year I've been alive, so that'd be twenty-four, twenty-five times. So um, four score and seven years ago. Yeah. Uh, it's seer of seers, <laughs> prognosticator of prognosticators. But yeah, that's okay. We don't need to quote it. We know it. <laughs> we all know so, it. So, chefs, um, yes, to recap, I had Digaburro dip, early spring sliced ribeye, groundhog gravy, Weatherman walnut salad, and Punxsutawney potatoes for dinner last night. Okay. Okay. And should we vote? Yeah, was, I guess we should vote now. Can I ask what... Um, what Punxsutawney gravy? And what's the dip? Digaburro dip? Yeah, what is in a Digaburro dip? It's a spinach artichoke Careful how you dip. say that. This is that phrase is good. <laughs> my my alarm bells are going off there. Maybe say artichoke? it again, just so yeah. If, say it if, one more time, just so we can get it clear. You can use this later. You can cut it into cover if I said it um, poorly before. Um, uh, dig a burrow. Okay. And it's dig a spinach a artichoke. It's a spinach artichoke dip. Groundhog gravy is a is a, a mushroom gravy with the au jus from the ribeye. Mm. Wow. Punxsutawney potatoes are are loaded baked potatoes. Um, Weatherman walnut salad is a goat cheese and and walnut salad. And then, of course, early spring sliced ribeye is a uh, medium rare done sliced ribeye. Love a goat cheese and walnut salad. Truly one of the best salads. What a feast. It's between Ashley Reeves and me to vote. Can I still vote or am I not allowed to vote? No, your voting privileges are taken away. I I mean, how about this? Because of the felony charge. How about this, Brian? You can vote. You're like DC. You can vote. It doesn't mean anything. But it doesn't mean nothing. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, oh, I'm... Uh, actually, you can't vote for yourself. 
Yeah. Can't vote for yourself. Okay. I'm voting for, surprise, surprise, Ashley. Okay. And I am going to vote for, it's very hard because I really would like to vote for Brian, but he did also lie to me. (laughs) That didn't feel good. So I will vote for Ashley. Um, I suppose that means I win, but I would like to vote for the, uh, the apple pork that uh, Reeves had. I thought that sounded really exceptional. And my vote, which means nothing, I will vote for Ross Perot. <laughs> okay. All right. So I just want to point out, you had already admitted that you haven't seen any of the uh, Black Panther movies, and then you didn't <laughs> vote for me. There's a lot of strange like animosity I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. You from... caught me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when we have that's other guests That's the way on... to disarm it, I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think if you just own up to it, I think yeah. that's the way to disarm those yeah. things. What am I going to do? Be like, no, it's, it's not what it looks like. Oh, I swear. <laughs> like, no. You are correct. I've never seen a Black Panther movie and I didn't vote for your tacos. All right. It's just on the record. That's all. So kind of. That's, that's okay. Yeah. Oh, trust me. The record, the record is more than okay. There's no way uh, to get around that. Here's I don't. The reason I don't like this is because I also did mention that I'm a member of the DAR earlier, mm-hmm. and like okay. all of that together is just putting a weird flavor in my mouth. I would like to express wholeheartedly that I um, am an anti-racist. <laughs> yeah, we get it. You're holding up the book right now. Yeah, so. I. You don't have to sell me on it. Yeah. I'm right there with you. And I'll be quite honest with you. If I'm being honest, I waited for the Black Panther movies to come out on Disney+. Plus. I didn't watch them in the theater. I'm going to be honest. For- I haven't seen the new one yet. Yeah. I, I watched I it on a plane. I watch the first one because um, I was uh, – like truly, I was, a, I was a poor college student at the time. I wasn't going to the movies, especially not in New York. And I didn't see the new one because I haven't seen the old one. And I don't yeah. have Disney+, Plus because I'm now – I went from being a poor college student to being a poor adult. Mm-hmm. Um, but I uh, – That's what happens. I hope one day to enjoy them. I also think I'm I'm a big like sound person, and I watching something like Black Panther. Even if I did have Disney Plus, like on my television speakers, I I think that it. I mean it. I feel like the the Marvel movies and the DC movies and stuff have such a grandeur, um, like mm-hmm. uh, audio wise that I mm-hmm. I would really I feel like I'd be missing something if I wasn't hearing it in, in like Dolby Atmos. Yes. You have to respect those movies, really. They don't have Dolby Atmos at the Magic Johnson Theater, and you should be watching these movies in the Black-owned theater. I, I do go to the Magic Johnson Theater. I live in Inwood, and so if I want to see a movie and I don't, like, I'm not going to be in Midtown or anywhere, um, that's that's my nearest AMC. And in mm. your face. And I said in that for almost every In your face? know what's going on. Look, I'm still reeling from what happened yesterday, Jamal. You don't know what it was, but it's, it got me. It got me in a place. Okay. Well, we all had different foods. We procured. We cooked. Some of us were disqualified for breaking the rules. This was a real culinary Olympics, if you ask me. We'll be right back after this. Ham fisted. Pod Chef. Welcome back to Pod Chef, episode one eighteen. Top Chef Season 6, Episode 13, Culinary Olympics. We're here with our guest. Um, she wants to be called a, a, the artist formerly known as A. I don't want to be called that. That's what she said during the break. So that's what we're going to move. We respect the guest wishes. Uh, a, have you ever seen Top Chef before? This was the first time I've watched Top Chef. What are your thoughts? What's your review? I really love the episode that I was chosen to watch. 
I, I love the structure of the show. I love the stakes, very high stakes. And I really found a reason to root for everyone. And I also like the, um, the ways in which the guests were able to um, not shy away from their own culinary flaws. I really thought it was a character study. And um, I also love that in their final competition, they, ba- they used lamb. It's my favorite, uh, my favorite of the meats. Mm. You said you liked the structure. Have you seen Project Runway before? Yes. Because it's exactly the same. It is yes. almost exactly the same show. I think Project Runway is, is structured very well. I think the, the escalation to the, to the finishes is very good. Mm-hmm. I like that it's a two-part structure specifically because when I think of other like cooking or baking shows, I think of like the Great British Bake Off, right? That's a three, mm-hmm. that's three different segments in 45 minutes and that can be a lot to take in. It can really make it feel very rushed. And I think part of the appeal for me with this show was, you know, these are professional chefs and I feel they were really given the time to showcase exactly what they can do as opposed to it being a timer-based show that really does nothing but generate anxiety and undercooked meals. Mm-hmm. Eloquently stated. Thank Probably you. the best review we've had from a guest about the show. More than a guest. I I would have said something that nice about the show. I'd have been like, man, I like that they do food. Yeah. And like the food looks so tasty when I see it on TV. Yeah, I get so hungry I have to eat something. <laughs> That's my review. I also felt that I, I thought it was really funny. I, I have no groceries in my home right now. I meant to go out today, but then I um, decided to vacuum instead. And I, while I watched this episode, I ate a tortilla covered in butter and honey (laughs) and a mug filled with hot water and a powdered Lipton soup packet. Wow. You put the soup in the hot water. That's like a Mad Lib. separate, right? You didn't like eat the the powder separately. You mixed it. No, I had a glass of hot water and then I like to crunch that that baby down. (laughs) You just eat Okay. I, do, I use it kind of like those tablets you use to identify plaque on your teeth. Uh-huh. If you pour the Lipton, the dehydrated Lipton chicken soup, it really will stain your teeth and it helps me identify where I could be improving my brushing. Do they still do those? Because I, I haven't seen, no one's given me those little red chew things in a while to show the plaque on my teeth. Have you gone to the dentist? Almost never. <laughs> Almost never. <laughs> okay, so that would be where it would happen if it were to happen. Okay. Um, because... If anyone else were to just hand you one and say, hey, you should chew this up, it'll stain your teeth. I, I think that would be um, dangerous. Yeah. Well, it did. It did sort of happen once. I was one time in this like industrial electronics like oh, good. Another club. Story. And it was like heavy, like club music, like, you know, Nine Inch Nails is playing. And this guy in this like trench coat handed me this red pill and a blue pill. And he said, take one of these. And I took the red pill, ended up on Reddit talking a bunch of shit about <laughs> I don't like what happened to me. Is this another reason why you had to resign from your job at AMC? Yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So the quick fire challenge, <clears throat> the final five chefs participated in a version of the, I, and I can't say this, Bocuse d'Or. Bocudor. 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 Cooking competition that was established by legendary French chef Paul Bocudor. And wait, actually, you speak French. I do speak French. What oh, does Bocudor should... mean? Yeah, what does it mean? means. Um, <gasps> uh, it means sous chef. I mean, is that sous chef? There was a sous chef. Oh, oh, it's Cubby, my baby cub. Okay, that is a sous chef in the yes. house. Yeah, sous chef oh. made an appearance. Yeah, she's gonna lick the mic for those at home. 
Okay. And all you ASMR people, pants to your ankles. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> uh, Boku Dor means uh, golden Boku. Boku is a last name, and, and Dor means of gold or golden. Oh, really? Okay. Boku Dor it means it means the golden Boku. Or oh Bokus. I I I mean Boku Boku in French is a word. B e a u c o u p means a lot. I believe yes. this actually would be pronounced Bokus, the last name. I think that's what they said. Yeah. I believe it is the Bokus door rather than, because Boku is a word. So it would it would mean the golden Bokus being so Bokus or, being the last name. Or is gold? So it's like Bokus d d e yes or D-U-R. of gold door of gold. You, Think of like El Dorado, <gasps> city of gold. Wow. Okay. Dor, right? It's all all from the the you know the Romance languages that stem O R is is gold. So and then Boku's door golden Bokus. Is the is the is the brand Dior just spelled wrong? Is that gold? Just like they did it d- dumbly. You know, I thought um, that joke, that's a, and then that's I let surname. it go. That is a surname. This okay. challenge looked hard, right? Let's listen to the explanation of it. Stewart is like being selected to represent the United States in the Olympics. It's the most serious competition for cooking in the world. The Boku store tests your fundamentals, your technique, your passion, and it really pushes you to a whole new level of cooking. And it brings together literally the best chefs in the world to showcase what they know in classical French cuisine. So I want to say this episode reminded me of an anime called Food Wars, Shogugeki no Sama, which is literally <clears throat> a bunch of like little uh, student chefs, and they go to these food competitions, and all the, and some of the characters have like specialties of like seasoning or like grilling or like working with fish, and it's like that's their 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 uh, character's power, and they go to one of these food competitions, and that, and it looks just like that. It was very interesting. You should watch the anime. The footage they had in in this episode of the Boku's door looked really um, intimidating. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is aggressive fans. It's it really unites loud, the world. Much louder than you would think a French cooking competition would yeah. be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, imagine well, how it smelled in there. They have Americans there, and we're loud. Yeah, loud and proud. We yeah, we show up at things. We, I started. I was watching the show that. Uh, Beast, Beastmaster. It's on Netflix. It's like it's basically like uh, I know most extreme, most extreme elimination challenge oh, sort of I, thing. I don't know. Oh no, it's the same. It's it's like it's like not the uh, oh, Schwarzenegger the Beastmaster. Oh okay. no, that's I like that. It's like the, but the people have to go through the challenges. It's yeah, but the USA people they're very loud and they chant instead of chanting USA, they chant USA USA. USA USA. Worth it, right? USA. So the Worth chefs it. had to create their own version of Gavin Kaysen's dish for the 2007 Boost Dior. Uh, Ballantine of chicken, chicken liver, and crayfish. Uh, the winner received an extra 30 minutes of cooking time during the elimination challenge. Go, Jennifer. So, yes, Jen. Jennifer uh, welcome wins. back to the competition, Jen. Yeah. Very yeah. condescending comment yeah. from yeah. Padma. Um, Mike made something where it was like turkey with bacon, and it just kind of looked like white doo-doo. Um, but I think when he maybe like cooked it through, like maybe it was better, but it looked pretty gross to me. I wouldn't have eaten it. All of it looked and sounded gross. The only thing I might would have eaten is if I don't eat pork is the scotch egg. I think those are pretty good. Those are tasty. Well, I also think the scotch egg is a great, I, I think that's a a brilliant thought for if, if you're, um, 
if the, if the challenge is that you're making like a layered meat, um, uh, sort of like a layered protein meal, I think a scotch egg is, is a genius choice. Yeah. And then you can go to the perfect. Renaissance Festival. Mm-hmm. It Put a tail in. on. Tell people you're down for weird stuff. Down a clown. Okay. Yep. That's what it means. Okay. What it means. I Ten learned wins, this when I went. And then everyone else kind of sucked. Right. Everyone else kind of sucked. The elimination challenge was up next. Each chef had to prepare a presentation platter <clears throat> for the, and I can't say this right, Books. Bocus, 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 Bocus Tour with yep. one protein, Atlantic salmon or lamb, and two garnishes. And the winner received, after Tom came in and like rattled their cages, $30,000. $30,000. And the opportunity good. to compete to represent the United States in the 2011 Bocus Tour. Now, here's the thing. It says the opportunity. I feel like they send someone there, like they sent Kevin there, and all the chefs that have been training the whole time, like look at Kevin and like, uh, Razz him and haze him, and like he he just flunks out very quickly. Do you want to know what actually happens? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, he didn't go. <laughs> he didn't go um, at all. Why, Not to skip to the why end. Why didn't he go? He didn't feel like he had enough time to prepare because he's yeah. got his job and his restaurants and he felt yeah. like he wouldn't have been prepared enough. So he did not. Well, go. I, I wasn't following, you know, I, I, this is the only episode I've ever seen of this, yes. but what Kevin seemed to express and what the judges seemed to express about Kevin throughout the episode is um, that he will really kind of focus on a simplicity, but that he lacks the technical skill that would be expected with something like French cuisine. Mm-hmm. And it almost seemed like his win was less of a win for him. And it was more everybody else's were just not good. And Not that I, I mean, obviously, I didn't like try them, but it seemed like he won because he was the only one who didn't critique because or who didn't have any issues. Because if you'll recall, when the judges were speaking about the dishes before they gave the final result, they said, uh, something as simple as what Kevin made would have been um, completely disqualified. Yeah. It would have made everyone angry. It probably would have caused riots. It it would have not been like appropriate in that setting. And so I thought, Oh, well then it's probably going to be Jennifer because hers was the next one that they seemed to like the best, although she had technical errors, but then he won, which tells me that he, yeah, like I, I I don't know that he would have been able to handle himself in in a situation of competition, French cooking. And I, I don't blame him. Yeah. I think he made the right choice. He's he a did. real like Coward, Southern yeah. cooking guy. He's from Atlanta. That's his whole thing. And like Top Chef in these early seasons, they really stick to their guns. Like you're doing fancy shit or you're not going to win. That's kind of what they do. Eventually yeah. they kind of like wise up and start to like appreciate not just French culinary cooking. And I think it kind of like starts here with, yeah, people like Kevin. Who are like I'm going to do my own shit. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I may not go win Boku's door. But you know what I will do? Top Chef. Top Chef. It'll make yeah. a fucking bomb-ass uh, deep dish pizza that Jamal's going to have to watch the video for because my buddy Steve's on it and Jamal has to step up because he's doing pizzas now. He's trying to take Jamal's thing. Who's trying Who's trying to take my Kevin. thing? Kevin. Oh, that guy. Kevin, what's his name? <clears throat> Kevin, what's his name? Kevin, Good luck. We don't know his name. Good, Good luck. Um, so let's... They all went to Whole Foods, um, and yep. I want to point out that when they come back, um, Mike goes straight to bed, and he does not yeah. get out of his clothes. He's in his chef outfit. And he just lays in bed and covers himself, and everyone goes to the basement and watch the DVD. And well, they, he was, he was sleepy. 
What the mm-hmm. fuck was up with the living room? The couch didn't face the TV. They ought to like turn around in the couch to watch the TV. <laughs> Poor setup. What the fuck? Have you all ever, you ever go to someone's house and the living room doesn't have a TV? Listen, this is a cooking show, not a feng shui <laughs> show. Thank you. Thank it you. It can be both. It should be both. What I thought was so funny is so often the cooks, the chefs, pardon me, were expressing Thank you. that they'd never done a cooking competition before. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you think this show is? Because only only one of them had ever competed. I forget which one. It was one of the men who had done a competition like when he was young, a decade earlier. And they were all like, man, we all, he's really got a leg up on us because none of us have ever competed (laughs) before. And I'm like, this, is this not the like semifinals of Top Chef? Like, have there not been a 10 episodes before this where you've competed the whole time? You would think that, yeah, you would think that they would have said that. Tom told me the issue was, and I asked Tom, because I, yeah, I thought that Mm -hmm. same thing. And I was like, Tom, what's up? Why did none of them say they've been in competition before? And Tom said that every day after they do a show they men in black the contestants they okay. take the thing and they flash them in the eyes forget everything uh-huh. forget everything start the next day brand new so when they're referencing things that happened in previous episodes they're just making it up yeah and that's also easy no, for I... them to do for brian too because they can just go into his search history and just kind of clear clear mm-hmm. cash and cookies on him and then he just kind of he starts anew the next day i was talking to tom um after I watched this episode, just because I, I was, again, it was that same question. What's his and number? So I, fa- I FaceTimed him. I'm not going to share that on the podcast. That good. See, that was yeah, a trick that's question. The new that was so a trick. I, yeah, then we that know. Good. I, I respect him, but I was like, I was like, it seems like they're not, you know, acknowledging the fact that they're competing on the show. And he was like, wait, are you doing the podcast tonight? I said, yes. And he was like, oh, they like women on now. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. You talk out. to him. Yeah, you, you talk, talk to him. him. Definitely. Yep. That's him. All right. <laughs> so Brian said earlier that. Wait, is what that happened? all he said? <laughs> yeah, is that it? Is that all he said? He didn't say anything else? Was he I wearing a do-rag? Yes. No, I said yes, and then he hung up, and then 10 minutes later, the cops came to my apartment. <laughs> he swatted you? Yeah. Yeah, he yeah he, he swatted me. <laughs> he called the SWAT team? Come get you. Anyway. I almost didn't make it here. I they The SWAT team left two minutes before we started taping. Oh, oh wow. Do you have to pay him off? Usually they take a nice big bribe. Yeah. Um, I just uh, batted my eyelashes and teased them with my feminine wiles, and they were like, you scamp. That'll typical do it. typical yeah. SWAT guys. Yeah, typical SWAT horny dudes. SWAT team. <laughs> oh, <laughs> typical. They need to get the surgery. <laughs> Dr. Pupatali. Too they horny. do need to get the surgery. <laughs> uh, Brian, who did you say that they, they men in black, they swiped the memory of? Every All the contestants. They men in mm-hmm. black them. They said, look at this thing, and they go... Pshew. Okay, so as a member of the DAR, when you hear men in black them, what does that make you think of? Um, I immediately um, hold my purse tighter. <laughs> Cross the street. Cross the street. <laughs> All right. Yep. On that note, let's listen to Tom's small talk of the week. <laughs> I'm good. How are you doing? Uh, good. <laughs> so I'm working on uh, uh, shank braising. Shank sure. braising? Yeah, I'm going to make a crepinette with. Okay. Um, I'm going to use sheep's milk cheese and make a little uh, macaroni and cheese, just gratin and borzo. Okay. And then last, I'm going to do a parsley crusted uh, lamb loin. Okay, how are you doing that? Um, I'm going to cook it sous vide, and then I'm going to make a butter crust over the top, if all it does goes well. <laughs> So this is called Tom's Small Talk of the Week. But that's really Brian. Brian's Brian. 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 Small All Talk of the Week. Brian. Brian. Uh, he was laughing 2000. like a little. He was. Why was he so laughy? 
think he was a little nervous. He was running his his nervous program at that point. Yeah, um, so like his <laughs> was coming out. Uh, Tom's here. Uh, act nervous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tom also talked to Kevin, and as Kevin was explaining his dish, Tom had kind of a look on his face, like he was trying to like crack a safe, like he couldn't mm-hmm. figure out what Kevin was doing, why he was making the decision she was making, and he was disgusted and confused by it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, I have a sous vide question for Jamal. Yeah, please hit me with it. So, first question. If you're cooking something at 52, sous vide in at 52, is, is mm-hmm. that that hot? No. Okay. Because that's 52? what they said. No. Yeah, Unless they mean so. Celsius. Is that Celsius? Celsius, It's that's what? Like, oh my God. What's a million? Like 120? It's like $40, right? $120, 130 That That would be normal. But Isn't that's the conversion 52 like the 40 degrees? bucks? No. But why would they be talking in Celsius? I don't, I don't know. They're chefs from, they're, they were doing the, uh, Boku's door. Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah. that's right. So they have to do everything in Europe. Yeah, in metrics. European. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I've just I've just Googled um uh and because sous vide is a uh, um is a, a French form of cooking ooh, apparently yes. apparently traditionally you would say in Celsius and it is between fifty five and seventy one degrees Celsius is the typical range for cooking sous vide, which um in um American is one thirty to one sixty. Yeah. What does sous vide mean in French? Um, it means uh, under uh, under vacuum. Yeah, that makes sense. Wow. That's why you have to vacuum pack everything. Well, it's probably because the machines are probably set to Celsius, which helps. He says 55. He was like 135. Kevin gets the machine. He'd go, the numbers are they don't go that high. Oh, man. If he put I it didn't... at 135 Celsius, he'd burn the place down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's And true. that's television. And that's Hollywood, baby. Jamal, you know you were in West Hollywood. That's yeah. what you out there. That's what I movies out definitely there? know. I was in West Hollywood. Is it Hollywood. a lot of like sous vide arson? Oh my God. They tried to sell me a sous vide taco. Really? Did you buy it? Did you get it? <laughs> no, it was too expensive. It? Too, it was expensive. too expensive. Too expensive. Yeah. It was the it's the whole taco, not just the protein, yeah. but they put yeah. the entire taco the in entire a plastic bag. The entire thing in a bag. Boil it. And they sous vide it. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not hard when it's done. It's yeah, soft. Yeah, it's soft. But it's, it's like not they hard, but it. it's done is like a really good mindset for accomplishing difficult sex. tasks. Wow. Yeah. 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 T- yep. uh, sex. Yep. It's not hard, but it's done. Oh, yep. No, the surgery. <laughs> it's not taking. Jamal's yeah. Jamal's apparently having a relapse. Yeah. So I had a horny surgery. I don't know if you uh, listened to that episode, but I had my horniness removed and it was because it was becoming a problem. And I, I can talk about it now. We can talk about it now. Um, I had my Maybe you could removed. join the SWAT team now. <laughs> Ooh, you'd maybe. be more yeah. effective. Yeah, maybe. Um, of course, they need the surgery now, so uh, I don't want to be the only guy standing up. Well, now the thing is, Jamal's like an advocate for the surgery. He's vocally, yeah. he like vocally, like yeah. he says, like get the surgery, guys. Like, yeah, he's like, I used to be like you. And I'm is that one what of those the doctor cool... called it? Was like anti horny surgery? Is that what your <sighs> surgeon called it? Well, if I'm being honest. Kind of. Okay. He walked there's, in I and mean, said, "So you've got a horny, huh?" There's a uh, there's like a there's a um a chart of two not enough and a good amount, and he showed Jamal and he was in the too mm. much. Yeah. It's kind of it's like when you're when you're at the doctor and the nurse comes by and you do the scale of one to ten. How do you feel today, pain wise? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Which and I never they understand just kind that. Of say six because, like, what you know, I'm not. They don't give birth. you the good meds if you, yeah. yeah. Well, I never understand that because they hold up that sign and it's all Simpsons colored people, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know what white people's. Wait, pain I'm is. sorry. You need like, you I need like black true people. To life. Yeah, I need a true yeah. to life. <laughs> you need scale. you need to see the like little beads of sweat and the like, yeah. the like the sort the rouge emerging from the like. Well, I just need brown people. I know that list of pain. So, like, if you start at like um, not getting an apology for slavery and like end at, you know, you're uh-huh. probably never going to get reparations. <laughs> I know that pain scale. <laughs> I can do that pain scale. That's I got that down. Get this guy some morphine. Yeah, but if you're just showing me like round yellow faces, it's like which one of these is you? I don't know. I don't even think they're yellow. I think they're green to red. Yeah, it's, ah. it's color coded. Okay, so it's. Not for me still. Mm-hmm. I had more sous vide questions, but I feel like I should ask Ashley and not Jamal anymore since she's able yeah, to fine. Google things. That's fine. Ashley, um, can you just you stick all, your hand you in the sous vide? It's okay. Yes. yes when, I was, when I was scratching my chin on my mic, could you hear that? I heard it. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I, the feet freaks heard it. Uh-oh. I didn't see it on my on the little ticker of like my gain going by, so I thought I was getting away with it. I do have hands, and I could just do that. Busted. Sorry, Busted. what was the question? The sous vide question. We can I've move never on. Cooked sous vide. I think he was asking if you could sous vide your hair. <laughs> could um, could someone sous vide? You can their sous vide anything. Yeah, I mean, I would have to. No, here I actually don't think you could, right? Because it's attached to my. I would have to. I would have to cut have it to, because it would yeah. need to be sealed in a in a bag, and I you can't yeah. vacuum seal hair. So could I cut my you hair can? and sous vide it? Sure. I could cut my hair off and sous vide it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, should I just put it on back? Yeah. Because it's got to be underwater and vacuum sealed and the ends of it wouldn't be. I would right, have to sous vide my entire body to sous vide my hair on my head. Here's my question to you. What kind of oil and spices are you using in that sous vide bag before you close it? Like how am I going to marinate my hair? Yeah. <laughs> That's a great question. I think... For my hair, I think I would go. I would go kind of simple. I think I would go a little bit of olive oil, maybe lemon pepper, maybe. Um, you know what? Here's what I think it would actually be really good if you took kind of like a stuffing approach. So, mm-hmm. if, like a little bit of sage, you know, like that kind of earthy, hearty, um, Thanksgivingy kind of. I think a little bit of sage, a little bit of rosemary, a little bit of like carrot and celery or celery seed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would be really good with my hair. We're back at Groundhog's Day. I'd say, waiter, there's some carrot in my hair. Take it back. Oh, and that's really funny. What's the shadow? <laughs> Jamal, did you think of that joke too and didn't want to say it? Because that one, that one landed. No, Brian, no. that's very funny. Yeah, Thank it was good, you. Talk about that, funny. Um, Judge's table is a real snob fest, right? Yeah. Bunch of snobs. Yeah. yeah. I guess that's kind of the point of the and whole like, thing. And like, here's the thing: yeah. is none of it's that food looked Boku's door worthy. I get they only have like 90 minutes, but like the shit that they showed on the DVD was like fancy and no, like, they had extravagant. Like four hours. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. They had 90 minutes for the uh, quick fire. Yeah, they had a ton of time. None of them did anything cool shit. It was just like circles of food because they haven't been training. But they watched the DVD. They saw. Yeah, the that DVD. is training. They should have been ready to go. And I'm like Jennifer, you really roll up here to this mini Boku's door and you cut your salmon inconsistently? Oh. Like, what do you think this is? <laughs> what, is this your yeah. first time being in a kitchen ever? Oh, hey, Mike. Uh, yeah, sure. No, no, keep the bone in. That's <laughs> going to be great. A little crunch. Like, 
it listen i have a terrible syndrome where sometimes when i watch shows that um competition shows that showcase skills that i do not have in my mind i'm like come on guys and i really felt that this episode and i like i you know i i i don't know french cooking my knife skills aren't exceptional but like i would take the bone out of the salmon and see, that's mm. Cooking 101. We've not done yes. one of these in a while. Cooking yeah. 101. It's cooking yes. 101. Take the bone out of the salmon. Take yeah. it out of the salmon. Don't leave it in because yeah. the judge will get real angry at you. Take it out like of most sized cuts. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't know much I don't I don't know much about um like classical cooking, but I know that if your fish is different widths, they're going to cook differently. Mm-hmm. And I don't know much mm-hmm. about biology. And I don't know oh, funny, about funny. Funny. <laughs> I don't. I don't know about the history books. (laughs) I don't know much about algebra. The the math I took. That serving thing was pretty large. They had to bring it out on, right? (laughs) It was like a big, like a big surfboard. Yeah. Yeah. Jamal, you're in West Hollywood. You do these surfing while you're out there? Uh, yeah. I I caught some waves. I hang ten. Hell yeah. Ten of my friends. Uh, You cut that out. Did you just say ten of your what? (laughs) Ten of your ten of your friends. Died. That's what you said? Oh no, that's what you said? Oh no. Oh no. Jamal, you said 10 of your friends died in reference to Hang 10? Good lord. 58 minutes. I don't here's my here's here's what I have to say. I so obviously, you know, I I I've, I've just said this that I I don't have the kind of skills that people are supposed to have on a show like this. I think I would be a really great person to come in and talk with the chefs about when they pitch their food. They all seemed so nervous and they stumbled over their words and they did not seem confident. They couldn't answer questions. Like, I feel like I would, I would do a great job giving them like, like a public speaking kind of thing of here's how to confidently say what you've cooked without shitting yourself. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like you like put that. in four hours to this beautiful cooking and then you're like, we have a, uh, uh, and they're like, oh, is the lamb local? And they're like, mm, I, I, the bag says it is. Yeah. When he said that, that was crazy. <laughs> yeah. According to the packaging. And I'm like, why would you say that? Like, let me help them out because I like, you know, that's a very real fear. Public speaking is the number one biggest fear. Um, Over death. Uh, be, beating yeah even things like like death spiders heights common ones public speaking and like let me come in and what? help because they're doing such incredible work i want them to be able to like get behind it with confidence mm. i think you can maybe coach them to be more aggressive about it like if they get a question from judges table they can just throw it back at them and be like well what do you think uh, sad How do you- why i oughta <laughs> yeah exactly i can make them sound like old newspaper like old, old like newspaper men being like why listen mister you don't know a who what about a what for say why i ought to cheese and crackers like that's that's what they'll sound <laughs> that's like a good, when that's pretty disarming because yeah. there's there's a thing like also uh someone who stutters like myself if you do voices or something different it gets you out of your head so yeah if you're doing an old-timey news thing or anything you want to do like a jamaican guy reeves you want to do like a jamaican guy that maybe they might want to do um I can't. Yeah, do Reeves, him I heard anymore. that you really famously do like a that you do a Jamaican guy presenting his food. I'd love to hear it. Uh, before you do that, I just want to say <laughs> when Ashley was doing that voice, I was on kind of like DNA instinct, making sure I had my freedom papers around me. Um Jamal, I hope you and I can can like be friends after this. <laughs> because I I really value you as a person, and I feel very welcome. I feel, and I, I'm really grateful that you all have allowed me in this space. And I, I, I worry that, um, I just worry that we're not going to be best friends after this. 
I think we should clip the whole part about her saying she felt really welcome on the podcast and we can yeah. send that to future guests because I yeah, feel like so people don't guests. feel that way after the yeah. podcast. <laughs> but, you know. I feel, no, I feel, I feel very, um, I feel very welcome. I think you guys are very warm, very funny. Um, and uh, I clip all feel, this. you know, I feel, um, I feel very blessed to have uh, been able to enjoy your all's personalities uh, today. Blessed. That's nice. We started on such a bad foot with Jamal's like penguin Batman joke. It so quickly turned to him being like, you don't know Batman. (laughs) Like it really turned into a thing, but we got over that. And I was ready to dig in on it too. Somehow we, (laughs) we, we got pulled out, which was very nice. The the very first moment that I spoke, a reference was made that I had no, is 54 below really a villains club? It's like a, it's like a Broadway supper club. Wouldn't it be like Mr. Freeze's club anyway? No, the Penguin runs his club. So the Penguin, I've, in the new Batman, he has a club that's like 45 below or something like that. Because that's like the freezing in point. In the new one? Yeah. This is the, the club within point, the club. The freezing point is 34. No, this is in Celsius, I think. it. That's in Penguin's club, and it gave me an online game called Club Penguin. Club Rewritten. Penguin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what my I just typed in like Penguins Club and it was like do you mean Club Penguin which I was Put just talking with a friend earlier. I do Penguins Club and Batman. You were talking about Club Penguin with a friend? Uh, with my I, that you know what that's a really really homophobic thing I just said. I was talking about it with my girlfriend and I was like I can't say girlfriend because then like I'll get hit. <laughs> but you guys aren't here, so you. Can't I just want to say me. we do not condone violence uh, towards women at all. So I just want to put that out there. Oh, it's called the Iceberg Lounge. So I don't know where you got 54 Below from, which is like a famed Broadway supper club. In the movie, it's called 45 Below or something like that. I was like, oh, yeah, I was at Dave and Buster's. And you were like, oh, yeah, you mean you mean Batman's secret? That's not a great joke. That's not a great like escalation of the band. Dave and no, Buster's 50- is, two, is two faces restaurant because it's two people's names. <laughs> I like that. Um, joke. Very funny. Very funny. But yeah, no, I, I really, I really feel like the way that we went from yeah, the, the re- uh, referencing something and continuing a bit of uh, uh, source material with which I'm not familiar, where we've ended up in an, where we've ended up in an hour, I think really speaks to the way that comedy and television and um, and uh, togetherness um, can really bolster a group of strangers, and uh, I think we're better for it. Yep. Kevin wins. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, Kevin won. Yeah, Kevin wins. Also, Tom gave a rare compliment um, at the uh, judges' table. Uh, we didn't get a clip of that, but uh, Kevin said something about it. Really means a lot coming from you. And Tom's like, "Yes, yeah, stop, stop kissing my ass." Um, guess who goes? But he home? said that, but he said that, and he was like, "Oh, you know, cut it out." Like, oh, he says he's like compliments. To, he's a you know, like, compliments to get you everywhere sort of situation, you know. Eli and what's won. up with that? What's up with that freaking nep? We're not going to talk about the nepo baby here the entire time. Freaking Boku door son nepo oh, baby. Yeah, is he oh, a yeah. good shepherd? Craig nepo Bokus. baby. <laughs> yeah, Craig PJ Bokus. <laughs> Freaking ne- Nepo baby over here. Him and Brandon Bokus. Him and Haley Steinfeld hanging out. Paul Bokus. Steinfeld's daughter's Jerome Bokus. Jerome Bokus. Yeah. Daniel <laughs> Belayed. Dad had never, to give me a job never doing cooked something. a dish a day in his around. life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, let's listen to Eli going home. 
Eli, please pack your knives and go. You guys, thank you so much for the opportunity. Good luck for the future. I could stomach that I got this far. You know, I'm not in a situation where I, you know, pooched it and went out early or anything like that. Like, I think my family and friends are just going to be proud of me. You know, I'm in it up to this point, and the people who beat me, you know, I definitely think are fantastic chefs, so I don't harbor any uh, negative feelings about it. I'm not as reactionary of a person. I take a lot more time to compute and think about things, and reality is I'm going home, so, you know, it's a mixed game out of emotions. I know I'm not happy. I'm coming to terms with the fact that that's it. I know it's difficult to see someone who you admired and worked with. So he says that he's, um, he doesn't show his emotions, but he immediately starts crying. He cries crying. I did notice that. <laughs> I think there's a really beautiful and graceful juxtaposition there. Mm-hmm. That really, it did strike me. I, 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 when I was watching it earlier, I was like, "This, this needs to come up." He said, "I, you know, I don't show my emotions. I'm not reactionary." And then that gorgeous tear mm-hmm. just descended, and I was like, "What is, what does this say about the human condition? What does this say about, um, you know, our our tendencies to consider?" I thought it was just a really, I thought it was a really gorgeous moment that I, if I was a poet, I would write a poem about. Mm, yeah and then brian was like what's that coming out of your eyes you have a leak do you need me to seal it for you i really loved that then i believe it was jennifer said like let us not just mourn the loss let us congratulate the win Mm -hmm. and it really made the room i i think the the exit here was handled and it was with uh, such grace, and I, I felt really um, honored to, to witness. Was it. there a plume? Though? Later. Was it Grace and a plume, or just Grace? A plum. That's what I said. Don't oh. correct the way I said it. <laughs> he did. Don't he correct. Said, he did actually say plum. Don't don't correct the way a black person says something. All right. <clears throat> yes, I'm finally out of the doghouse. Yes. <laughs> There was Boku Grace in this, and then Jen gave a little kiss to Kevin's head. Mm-hmm. And then as far as we know, Eli then went on to be the lead singer of the Motion City soundtrack, of course, which is a joke <laughs> for maybe just Reeves. Me. I liked it. Reeves, where is he actually doing so, since the show? Yeah, Eli, where is he actually doing? He is the director of culinary at Inland Seafood, which is in Atlanta, Georgia. And if you wow. look up Inland Seafood... Their website is in the process of being rebooted. So there's very little kind of runs the thread of all of these chefs where it's very hard to kind of find out a lot of good information about them, what they're up to right now. Um, He also appeared in a comic book as a comic book character. Earth. What? 616. I'm not familiar with it. The, Um, The chef? Yeah, yeah. Like a chef, like him as a comic book character within like a Spider Man comic. Him. Yeah, really? he's in there. Yeah, wow. yeah, you can Google it. He's As in, himself? It seems like it's himself. If you like, look up him. I mean, like listen, Marvel when God closes fandom, a door, right? He opens a comic book, right? Yeah, that's a good joke. Mm-hmm. So that's that's him. He's there now. He's it's a pretty good. Look it up. Him. It's a pretty good picture. It looks pretty good. All right. He's got his hair under control. Looks like doing something proper with it now. All right, Ashley, thank you so much for coming on. Is there anything you want to plug? Um, Maya, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that my sketch team um, 
I'm I'm a performer on. Brian is a fantastic writer on. We have a show coming up. I don't know when this will come out, so I don't Monday. know if it's even worth it. Oh, yeah. okay. So our show is the day after. Our show is mm-hmm. on Tuesday at uh, Caveat um, in Manhattan. It's is a comedy venue, and we're doing a big, big, fun sketch show with a lot of really talented comics and um, a lot of uh, a lot of fantastic writing, performing. It'll be a great time. I'll be there. Yep, me too. You can buy digital tickets, you too, so you have no excuse. Yeah, and our and the way listen, I I know what that sounds like. It it is not like Instagram live streamed on someone's cell phone. It, they have a beautiful um like facility there for for live streaming, multi cam, good audio. It's uh, most excellently done. If God did all, to quote Virginia Woolf. Hmm. Hmm. What time is it again tomorrow? Are we on Tuesday? It's- Seven p.m. Eastern Standard Time, ah, which California, me. I believe, would be four o'clock. And, yes, uh, God <clears> Arizona would be f- would be five o'clock. God willing, and the creek don't rise. Uh, the show happens unless Cabot decides to not do it, which they do sometimes. All right. Well, uh, thank you so much for coming on. You're a great guest. Thank you for putting up with my bullshit. Um, <laughs> Brian Reeves, anything from you? No, rate and review. No. We haven't gotten a review in a while. Yeah, yeah so right. rate and review. That, that might be nice. Um, tell us what you think about us. You know, we have a lot of women on the show, so think, just tell us what you think about that. Um, and we didn't hit them. We don't hit them. And we don't condone that. Even if at they were all. in the same room, we wouldn't do it. Nope. And that's even if, that's saying something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't even condone women doing hit exercises. So. <laughs> You like to keep them weak so they can't run from you. <laughs> All right, we're, we're going to pack our knives and go. This is fun. Absolutely. This is great, guys. You guys got something here. This is fun. Uh, 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 nice.